Hello everyone, welcome back to Fast Charge. Uh, I'm your host Dom and I'm joined this week by a full crew, which has been the first time in a little while. We have Chris sitting in the dark over there. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in the light, but my webcam <laughs> cannot handle it. Uh, much better lit, we have Adam putting us all to shame with his actual like studio lighting oh, floating know. around him, filming on a DSLR or something stupid like that. He's probably just got a film crew sitting, waiting around the corner. <laughs> hey, you know, that that's what we do in San Francisco, you know. Sorry. All, so all socially distanced, I hope. Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and then and then striking right in the middle ground of lighting setups, we have Lewis, who is sort of producing today, who looks perfectly lit until he moves his head an inch to either side. Oh. <laughs> Messes up the auto and everything. RTX on. Just yeah, there we go. Let's just leave it like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the tech industry isn't slowing down at the moment, and I really, really wish it would. Um, there's quite a lot to talk about today. Uh, it's it's telling that this is a week when Sony has announced a new near flagship phone, and we don't have the time or the space to talk about it on the show. <laughs> uh, so sorry to all of the Xperia Five Two fans. Maybe we'll get to it when we actually have one in for review, but it's there, it exists. There's a new Sony. It's like a nice phone, it does. It does look nice, it does look nice. In a normal week, it could even be our lead topic, but not this week, because we have, straight out, straight out of the gate, we're going to talk about the LG Wing, which we've mentioned a few times on the show before. It is LG's weird, kind of flippy, spinny, swivelly smartphone. Um, I don't even know what form factor to call it, but I love it. Uh, second up, we have the Apple September event. They did not announce the iPhone 12, though we kind of knew that going in. But we did get two Apple Watches and two iPads and some new subscription service stuff like that. So there's loads of Apple stuff to talk about. And then finally, Adam is here because he wants to wax lyrical about cloud gaming. Uh, I know he's been in the Project X Cloud beta program for months. And now that that's finally launched, though it's no longer called xCloud, we won't talk about that. And it just ties in because there's so much gaming news this week because we have the Oculus Quest 2. We have the PS5 price and pre-order stuff right now. Next Tuesday, we've got the Xbox Series X pre-order stuff. I think the Series S news broke since we did the last show. I don't know. There's a lot of gaming stuff to talk about. So we're going to do that in brief with that little you can play this stuff on your phone now hook to tie it in. Spiel over. Let's get going. Uh, Chris, the LG Wing. You haven't actually seen one, but I know you watched LG's press conference on, I want to say, Monday. Uh, yes, Monday. So, LG, well, we knew the LG Wing was coming. They said it was coming. You know, there's all the leaked images as you would normally expect for a phone. And it's pretty much, you know, as it was leaked, it's, uh, it's basically the LG Velvet but when you turn it 90 degrees, there's like another phone behind it. Um, <laughs> and of course you can only see the bottom half of it. So it's like, it's a, it's a dual screen phone, but not like any we've seen before. Yeah, um, so, so to kind of explain it a bit, I guess if someone's listening and they don't have the visual, yeah, it's, it's sort of the closed, it just looks like a normal phone. And yeah. then you can take that full main screen, swivel it 90 degrees and it sort of goes up. And then the phone is in a T shape yeah. revealing a smaller square screen underneath the now horizontal main screen. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it totally makes me it? think of the LG, or the, the sidekick, the T-Mobile sidekick, you know, yeah. where you just kind of like with a flick of the thumb, the, the screen goes... Boop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it so just... Be, so, sorry, Chris, you go. It's all right. I'm just trying to show you with two phones. So it's a bit like <laughs> it's a bit like going like this, and then you flick it up, and then it goes like that. Wait, how'd you get a wing already? Wow. <laughs> it's so, a really weird one. I mean, I I love it. 
as a concept. But I, LG has talked through a lot of use cases, and I, none of them appeal to me at all. Um, I like I quite like some of them. It's like watch a video on the, your landscape screen while doing something on the other one, chatting in the comments, or like mm. um, you could be yeah you could be watching this podcast and and then typing away on the on the secondary screen. You can I, I quite like the car use case where the the phone the main the big screen is actually portrait in your you know car holder your phone mm. holder in your car and then the 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 additional screen is sitting to the side um with like your playback like the music playback controls and if somebody calls you you know that'll come up there and then leaves your google maps un- uninterrupted on the main screen that, that seems quite cool yeah i guess i guess i should i should rephrase what i said they've given a lot of use cases and none of them fit my life like yeah. that makes sense if you drive if you use a phone for a sat nav cool that works for you if you oh, like to watch youtube videos and comment at the same time great all this other stuff i get it all i'm just like i would never use any of these things but i still want one i think the only the only one that would probably appeal to you that that appealed to me uh as well is is being able to have a, a steadier shot if you're like shooting video you know rather than yes. having to hold the yeah. phone in like this you know like you can kind of hold it like this uh which should be a little more stabilizing you know uh if you're trying to you know run around and shoot some video though i mean it has the gimbal feature which i think is cool but it's it's not a true gimbal it's you know no. it's just like cropping yeah. and stuff like that so i'm, I'm a little worried about they, that, they were but... slightly overstaking their claim on sort of the gimbal side of it calling it sort of the first the first gimbal in a phone and all that and it's like well we saw an actual gimbal in a phone this oh yeah year, i was like well did they do that Pro. too yeah, but no, it's it's just it's just all cropping, uh, yeah. essentially. So uh, that's you know, but at least I think that that grip is a little bit more steady. You know, yeah. if, if you're going to be shooting video, so that's at least one thing I think. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I think that's that's a cool that's a cool use case that I actually would find myself using, uh, at least through some work stuff. Um, but Chris, I think you're right. Specs wise, it's very similar to the Velvet, right? It's also the um, seven six five G. 765G, um, so the main screen is 6.8 inch POLED, um, Full HD Plus. So it's basically that screen. It doesn't have the teardrop notch um, mm. that the Velvet has. It has a pop-up camera. Um, I'm Where not does really the pop-up sh- pop Is that for just from the top? Just like a sort of standard pop-up thing? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not then, sure I've actually know, seen it in any of the images. And that um, retracts if you drop it, same sort of um, thing okay. as, as previous phones we've seen. Oh. When it's in the T mode, it comes out of the the back part, right? So, like, if it's in T mode, the the pop up comes from the middle, not from the part that slides. Not from this right? swiveling th- display bit, yeah. It I must think be you're right, yeah. Okay. I, I I'm not sure, but I think Adam's right. Which means that almost... the phone's probably going to be pretty thick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it. Uh, uh, I I mean, the official specs say 10.9 mil, but I'm a bit dubious about that. That's not bad. <laughs> If that's true, it's yeah. more the weight that the they were going heavy, on about yeah. how it doesn't weigh any more than like a high end phablet, sort of. They're mm. saying that kind of thing, but it's two hundred and sixty grams. Like, sorry, but what phablets are two hundred and sixty grams now? <laughs> I don't think the Note Twenty is um, is that heavy. <laughs> no, that's got to be more than either of the Ultras. I'm pretty sure the ROG um, phone's pretty heavy. Yeah, yeah to be fair, they should have compared it to gaming phones instead. <laughs> this um, feels to me like a situation with with the pop-up camera given that it has to pop up from the back of the phone anyway they might as well just 
I mean, there's probably trademark problems or whatever, but they might or patent issues rather. But stolen the uh, the the Asus Zenfone flippy camera module and just gone full like swivel flip. So the screen yeah. swivels, the back of the phone flips up. Just make just every bit out. of it as of, as moving as possible. I want I want to transform the phone. I suppose that would have <laughs> just made it even heavier. Yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> and thicker. Um, but yeah, the Pretty cameras are, uh, the cameras are quite interesting. Um, because you would have thought maybe, you know, this is all about the screen, this is all about the way it swivels mm -hmm. and stuff. But the camera tech is quite good. Um, the the main one is 64 megapixels with um, OIS. Mm -hmm. And then, oddly, we have two ultra-wides. This is what I was going to ask you. It is. I didn't imagine that. It's two ultra-wide. Yeah. It's a wide angle, then an ultra-wide, then another ultra-wide. Yeah. Oh, I didn't so, catch that. So maybe Adam can um maybe explain to us why that might be but so one is an ultra wide um with an aperture I need to f, f, I didn't <laughs> aperture f 1.9 uh, 117 degrees um and then the second ultra wide uh, and that's 13 megapixels then it goes down yeah. to 12 megapixels um and the aperture is only f.2 point f 2.2 uh, slightly uh wider at 120 degrees but they're calling it big pixel because it's 1.4 um None of ultra micron yeah. Oh, yeah yeah sorry yeah um yeah i mean i that one i don't understand that camera setup no i don't think we've ever seen something <laughs> with two cameras that are so similar and they'll, they'll like definitely a, get different a, results yeah, yeah i mean so it looks I'm like assuming... a larger module you know yeah. they probably have better stabilization like my my guess is probably that the the normal ultra wide doesn't have any stabilization because usually don't need it but mm. maybe that there, there's actually some ois on the on the, the ultra pixel. wide big pixel uh mm. version you know I mean, to help with steadiness a little bit the big pixel one sounds interesting i just don't understand why they then also got just a standard ultra wide with it yeah it's weird um you, you mean, know yeah the aperture is not as good but like yeah maybe it's just for low light I so yeah. Totti's asking, is is the phone essentially dead in the water if uh, you know if it doesn't get third party app support? You know, if people don't take advantage of the split screen, is it just going to die out this year? Do you think? Mm, they seem to be showing it with quite a lot of um, different apps on it, and and um, it seemed to be that you could just choose lots of different apps to like you can pair up like two different apps that you're going to use. Sure across yeah. the screens quite often um so this is sort of this is sort of what the lg velvet does with the dual screen case um so some of this is via the whale browser um, yeah which comes with pre-installed but same thing on the velvet you could choose two different apps that you're going to use side by side a lot and 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 create your own shortcut so seems to be relatively okay on that side okay. it basically i think will be if it's like the dual screens i've used it's that you'll be able to get some simple just pulling up an app yeah. up on each screen no matter what the cool smart bits of functionality like say with the dual screen where you could have the same app with different parts of that app on each screen that will be dependent on software support um yeah. and they never really got that with the dual screens even though we're on phone three or four now that's had one of those mm. they've not had any significant investment in that from third-party developers outside of korea some of the korean apps that are popular in korea support it like with the whale browser um and and some of the sort of korean chat apps and things like that but not really the stuff that's broken through to the west um but that hasn't stopped them putting out dual screen phones <laughs> 
And I don't think it's going to stop them here in the the sort of question of is it dead in the water? Because I don't know if they're even ever planning to do more than one of these. Or maybe they'll do two, but you know, they're they're seeing this as part of this explorer project where the whole idea is each phone that comes out is going to have a different form factor. They've already teased the next one will be a slider phone. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. So they're clearly playing around with different structures. So I, I don't think they're building this on the assumption that each time they're going to get a whole new set of big developer software support. They're clearly just taking the bet on new hardware each time and hoping the novelty, I don't know, novelty gets them enough sales to make that one profitable or that it's kind of a loss leader that establishes LG as a premium brand again to get people to buy the Velvets. I mean, honestly, I, I think like like LG, I mean, I used to be a real big LG fan years ago, you know, and they just kind of, you know, started to taper off in terms of like being a contender for the the you know high-end flagship like Mm. i almost kind of like where they sit now where they're they're kind of this this middle space where they just like experiment the hell out of stuff because i mean i I get bored looking at the same you know slab of phone all the time so like anytime that there's an experiment or or trying something new i I like that and lg is almost trying to be like hey you know what we're the company that just experiments who knows if any of it takes off (laughs) you know i i kind of like that i i I support what they're doing and you know i mean i I, I never used the uh, the LG Velvet with the dual screen as my main phone, uh, unfortunately, because it doesn't work with my carrier, the, the version I have. But, I mean, I, I, I mess around with it while I'm on the couch, and I haven't run into too many problems where I'm like, ah, dang it, I can't do the, a dual screen like this. Uh, for the most part, you know, I'm, I'm able to use both screens in a way that that is smart. Uh, so, I mean, even, even if there isn't, like, huge buy-in from third-party apps, like, at least the basics... You know, work, uh, yeah. being yeah. able to read a, a web page and, and look at, at Google Maps or, you know, podcast and YouTube or, you know, all that kind of stuff is, is usually pretty basic enough. I uh, mean, Chris. what's interesting is that they, they've they already said, so it's coming out in South Korea um, next month, but they have already said that it will be followed by North America and Europe. So it's not just a local release mm. and, you know, then maybe we'll you know launch it elsewhere if it takes off in Korea, um, which is quite a good sign. We don't have a price though, so um, yeah, any guesses as to how much it will cost um, would be interesting. I think about a thousand pounds, but I was going to say it's got to be north of a thousand, not a lot north of a thousand, but a bit. I mean, you've got to put it below the Razer and the Z Flip, haven't you? Because yeah, they're you know they're folding Definitely. phones. This doesn't fold. It's just you know. Two two screens that uh, sit next to each other, but um, yeah. well, and not even two screen two screens that you can take of advantage of economies of scale. I mean, the LG Velvet, you know, that second screen was literally just another yeah. version of that screen on the main phone. This one is a, a whole new screen down there. It's not the same, yeah. you know, dimensions and stuff. So that probably bites them in the butt a little bit. Yeah, I think this has got to be at least twelve hundred or something like that, but. We'll see. It depends how aggressive they feel like going. Again, it's that question of knowing whether they're seeing it as a loss leader or whether they're actually trying to, t- trying to turn a profit on these handsets. The fact that they're going for a global release suggests the latter. They actually think they're going to make mo- enough money from selling these things to be worth it, and that means it's got to be priced high enough to cover as the cost of it. And as Adam said, that the fact that it's a totally different screen means that's not going to be cheap. Um, whole new mechanism and everything. Uh, there is one last thing I'd like to go back to, uh, Chris, that you mentioned before we move on. Um, which is you mentioned that the the pop-up camera uh, automatically tucks itself away when you drop the phone, which is very common in phones with pop-ups and mechanisms like that. But it is worth flagging, the swivel will not. (laughs) 
It will no. not swivel itself shut if it oh, detects what? you dropping it. It will if just it did, break. That would be pretty cool, right? <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. Because uh, the the honor, I had a honor slider phone, the honor Magic Two, I want to say, a year or two ago, and that had a camera module. The whole thing, like you could slide up, and I think that would shut itself. I can't remember for sure. Um, hmm. I think you could manually open it, but it would still automatically close. Though I might be misremembering, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong. But uh, yeah, I just look at this and I worry. You drop that, it is going to break straight out of the gate. And yeah, you can't if it's open, on it, right? I, not that I'm aware of. <laughs> Try to skin the hell out of it or something. <laughs> yeah. So that's my big fear. If it's open and you drop it, surely that is going to be such a weak point that you're just going to, if it yeah. hits at the wrong angle, those two bits will just split apart. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you're going to drop it, it's when it's open. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you're trying to hold this awkward phone at like two different angles and. Yeah, or you you forget to close it before you try and drop it into your pocket, and it just yeah. Uh, yeah. I or would just like it. you're reaching to like slide it back from the from the swivel position yeah, to the exactly. basic mode. Yeah. yeah. Let me put it this way: I wouldn't let one of my drunk friends hold this phone. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think I wouldn't let one of my sober friends hold it. <laughs> I don't think I'd want to hold it when I was drunk. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I include myself in that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, I wouldn't let any of my drunk fans hold any of my phones, but... <laughs> also a good point. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, touch that. That's, I, mean, I gotta review that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the LG Wing looks, uh, you know, beautiful but fragile. Um, you know, there's some sort of analogy in there about a butterfly or something. I don't know. We'll save it for the review. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I'm really interested in this phone. I, I hope we get the chance to look at one in person, because I definitely want the chance to play around with it. And I love the fact that LG is doing as Adam said, being experimental like this, trying new form factors, and I really, really hope this Explorer project idea works for them and that we keep seeing something new, something weird, something kind of bold every few months come out of LG, because um, that would make up for the fact that they just ran the V and G phones down into the ground. Uh, so, on to another company who, you know, there would be room for discussion about their level of innovation. Uh, Apple. Uh, I'm going to take a nap during this one. <laughs> uh, we, we had a, a big Apple event this week, uh, a September event, which is traditionally iPhone season. Uh, you have probably noticed there is no iPhone yet. Um, coronavirus strikes again. We are expecting iPhones in October, most likely. So we'll be iPhone 12s at some point. But in the meantime, we have iPads and Apple Watches. Uh, and actually, to be fair to Apple, they announced um, a bit more than they might normally in that kind of space because we have two Apple Watches and two iPads, plus some new subscription stuff. Uh, so I think the most interesting thing out of all of this is probably the iPad Air, which is essentially they they, they brought back the iPad Air, I want to say last year, after it had kind of been ignored for five years or so. And they reintroduced it sitting in this space between the 300 pound iPad and then the you know thousand pound iPad Pro and that's where the new Air sits as well but they've kind of reshuffled where it is in that the first gen Air or you know the most recent gen Air was a little too close maybe to the entry-level iPad and it was mm -hmm. hard to tell which one you should go for this one has moved up in price tiers it now sits more evenly between the iPad and the iPad Pro while taking a lot of stuff from the iPad Pros adding some things that even the pros don't have and now you get to that point where you look at the lineup and say, well, what kind of idiot would buy an iPad Pro right now? <laughs> uh, so, Classic I mean, the, Apple. yeah, right. I mean, this is the weird thing they have where they <clears throat> upgrade their different lines at different times. So all of a sudden they just render their Pro line obsolete in one fell swoop by 
introducing a 500 pound iPad that does everything they do but better. So the pro stuff it's got, it's lost the home button, it's slimmed down the bezels massively, and it's introduced support for the next gen Apple Pencil rather than just the first gen Apple Pencil. It's got the main rear camera of the iPad Pros. It doesn't have sort of the multiple rear lenses, but I don't know how many people really need those on, on their iPads anyway, even on a pro model. Um, I've always wanted to test a camera on an iPad because you <laughs> see those people who are just out there, you yeah, know, right. like with an iPad just hold, holding it I up. I did that with like, the, uh, the Pro 12.9. Oh, okay, so kind of yeah. walking around like that. It's not a very good experience, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've always wondered just how good the quality is, you know. It shouldn't even have a rear camera. No. I, yeah. yeah. I, I can count the amount of times I've used that camera on one hand, and it's probably once Weird. for the review. <laughs> They're in this funny position with it where probably there's more benefit to a rear camera on the cheap iPads. I yeah. think there'd be a space for the sort of people who are maybe buying a £300 iPad might be more inclined to want to use it every now and then to take photos. I'm just picturing my mum using an iPad to take a photo right now, and believe me, it happens. <laughs> um, but the sort of people using an iPad Pro probably don't need a camera, but they can't not put a camera on the Pro if they've put <laughs> it on the cheap one. Not only can they not put it on, they've got to have a better camera on the Pro, right? Because otherwise it's not Pro. So they've got to put all this money into cameras that surely no iPad Pro buyer ever uses. Anyway, no. we digress. Uh, the Air has one of those Pro lenses. The, the big things that it introduces that actually you will not find on the Pros are Touch ID, because while it lost the home button, they've now caught up with uh, Android tech to put a fingerprint scanner into the power button, which basically means you still get Touch ID just like you normally would. That means you don't get Face ID on this one, um, but I think that's a trade-off people would generally be happy to make. Um, I think that's right. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, anyone. Yeah, but, that's right. Um, so Touch ID, but now off the main screen, which just makes so much sense. There were a lot of people hoping for an in-display fingerprint scanner, but we've still seen no sign of that from Apple. Knowing them, they're waiting till it's better because it's still a bit ropey sometimes on Android. Um, and the other new thing is the A14 Bionic processor, which this is the first anything to have that in. Normally, that chipset would launch with, with an iPhone. Here it is launching in an iPad. Um, I'd like to see proper benchmarking comparisons between that and the A12Z that's in the iPad Pros. I think the, the the gut reaction is, oh, this one's newer and it's got a 14 rather than a 12 in the name. Mm -hmm. So it's a better processor. But actually yeah. the A12Z still has more cores. Um, I haven't dug deep into actually how the specs line up beyond that. This was a very cursory glance on announcement night. But I, I'd be really interested to see those side-by-side -side performance comparisons to see if the new Air actually it's now outstrips the Pros in anything. And if there are certain things each of them is better suited to. Is this where Apple threw a uh, uh, Windows laptops and Chromebooks yes. under the bus? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's it's two times better than Windows laptop. Wait, which one? Uh, yeah, the best that, that selling, generic of standardized Windows laptop. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, hold up, hold up. <laughs> like a gaming laptop? No. <laughs> Probably compared to one of the Windows on Snapdragon ones. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. Or yeah. Celeron I mean, or Chromebook something. I could understand, but I mean, Chromebook, you're not like doing like heavy graphics performance anyway. Like. No, okay, it's anything sure. on a Chromebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> work, school work. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this iPad looks really, really good. It, it's one of those weird Apple moves where they've simultaneously put, something out, put out something great and shot themselves in the foot because now you look at it and say, well, yeah, it's the only iPad to buy it right now. Unless you can't afford it, so buy the regular new uh, entry-level iPad, which is good, but as, you know, enough downsides compared to the Air that for anyone who could afford that extra 
couple hundred pounds, it would always be worth it. Mm. Um, Lewis, you know better than me what actually what's new in the standard iPad. Uh, so it's got the A12 Bionic, not the A12X. Very, mm-hmm. very specific about that. So yeah, the A12 Bionic. It's the first time it's had the um, kind of machine learning capabilities in the in the first gen, uh, in, in the entry level iPad. Yeah. But apart from that, not much has changed. Still at 32 gig at the entry level. Yeah. Which I think is absolutely insane in in 2020. Like, God, Apple is always so 32. late to like upping those. Oh, it's so dumb. Honestly, yeah, especially that's, that's with the, the especially the with the, the Apple subscription service. Like, you yeah. know, even the storage on that is pretty pretty low end. Yeah. Like, uh, but uh, yeah, they, there's no change in terms of the design or anything like that. It's literally just new processor. Yeah. Gone. There you go. But so I mean, still, that was it, one of the still got the home button and everything. It's yeah. still the sort of the old older looking. Yeah. Yeah. All that's still there. Um, yeah, the only yeah, I think the processor from the last gen iPad was the big problem because you had the A10, uh, yeah. and that by this point is is really old. That's showing its age. So yeah, for for the same price, you know, you get a, a lot more processing power, which is nice. But yeah, it's the 32 gig that holds it back. I think mm. it's definitely a limiting factor. You're going to lose so much of that to OS space. Oh yeah, um, I don't even know how much storage you get after iPad OS is done with that, but it can't be more than a few gigs, right? I think you're probably looking at around 20 gigs, something like that. Okay. That's it's just ridiculous. Thought, it's not like, much to work with. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not great. Especially once you start downloading apps and offlining in music yeah. and, you know, taking pictures on these iPads that <laughs> some people do. <laughs> when, you, when you look at how much, you know, uh, a 64, even 128 gig, like micro SD card is yeah. these days, it's just, you you can't justify yeah. that. The, the cost to Apple is is minuscule but i mean that's part of what you know tim cook brought to the company right is is for better or worse um being very very cost efficient on their end um Mm -hmm. which is all part of why we're looking and people are expecting no headphones and no charger in the next iphone and things like that because they're realizing well we we can save you know we only say it's only a difference of a couple dollars to them per product but they sell enough of them that 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 all adds up i I will be curious to see if the new iphone uh comes with usb-c but they don't include it in the box. They're like, hey, we mm. switch over to USB-C, but congratulations, <laughs> we're not putting in the box. None of you have the cable. Yeah, right? Uh, man. So, but I mean, at least the iPads, now they all have USB-C, right? Well, no, the standard entry-level iPad is still, still lightning, lightning, right? Really? Yeah. Oh. So now they're still, the Air has now, that's a good point, the Air is now USB-C. That's one of the other changes. Um, I love that they managed to hype that up, and I guess they must have done it at the same time <laughs> when they did it for the Pro by being like, it's it's got like 10 times faster data transfer speed. Oh, and yeah. it's like, Great, you you caught up to this standard four years late. <laughs> well done. That just says bad things about Lightning, not good things about USB C. I know, right? I really want them to to actually just make the shift to USB C for the the iPhone. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, I've got so many Lightning cables, like you know, like yeah. proper braided long ones, yeah, you know, yeah, all kind, yeah. all shapes and sizes at this point, and they're all very handy. I don't want to have to start again from scratch with USB C. It, it would mm-hmm. be pretty harsh to drop it from the box. When you're changing yeah, from they, they, they to a new that. port, you <laughs> can't. No man, I don't know. I, I wouldn't put it past Apple. Well, no, if anyone's going to do it's it, it's definitely courage, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> they might drop the wall plug because if they just give you a USB C to USB A cable, you'll still have the USB A wall plug. To yeah, plug uh, it you into. know what it'll come with? It'll just come with a little adapter. Oh, so you'll, no. you'll get the slower <laughs> lightning speeds <laughs> just with an adapter to USB C. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is going to be it, isn't it? I, I um, like the new uh, blue and green colors, though. The co- yeah, that's a good point. I thought the colors on the air are actually lovely. The blue and green are really, really nice. Uh, 
I'm almost surprised the regular iPad didn't get any of the the fancy colors because that was you know it feels like a good fit down at that lower end of the mm -hmm. price range. And that's normally where Apple puts in its colorful models, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was a bit surprised to see those. I was like, oh, yeah. there's a green and a blue one. I think they are kind of opening up to the the idea of color a little bit more now because you've got the new colors on the Apple Watch range as well. Yes, blue and red Apple Watch, very yeah. pretty too. Very nice. I like those. Oh, but wasn't there always like a, a red, uh, the you know the special edition the red, Project red Apple Watch? This not for the watch. Time for the watch. Not for the watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Apple Watch. I guess we should talk about a bit as well. Apple Watch Six, which is the new Apple Watch. Yeah, it is. Um, the big, I guess, the headline thing is the blood oxygen monitoring. That felt like what they wanted to push is the big innovation, SpO2 measurement. Mm -hmm. It is, as always, worth flagging that has been in other devices before. Apple has not invented this tech or been the first to put it in a smartwatch or a fitness tracker, but I would bet they've done a pretty good job of implementing it. So I'll be curious to see how it how it works out. Um, I Then they had the Apple Watch SE, which is basically a budget Apple Watch. Well, it's mid-range. Uh, or mid-range. Yeah, because they're yeah. still leaving the three, the Series yep. 3 is the on Series sale. 3 is still there at 199 and then you've yeah. got yeah, the yeah. SE, which is kind of the yeah. mid-range between that and the Series 6. Mm. Which Fascinated by how they decide which old generation to keep on sale at that kind of price point. Mm. You know, like the, dropping the 4 and the 5 to keep the 3. Um, it's quite bizarre, isn't decision. it? Yeah, it's yeah. really annoying. <laughs> it must be to, to you know to the layperson going in and being like, well, I've got the choice of an SE, a three, or a six, and you kind of look at those <laughs> numbers and say, how how did I get to those? <laughs> what have I done wrong? Where have four and five gone? I mean, my question is, how long is the series three going to be supported for? Because there's going well, to come a point it, soon right? where they're going to be like, sorry guys, and do you really want to buy a series three now and be like, oh, you can't get WatchOS eight next year? Whoops. Exactly. The for the price difference between the three and the SE, are you? think it would be very hard to recommend the three because of just that exactly that uncertainty i do not know how long you will get support for that device for yeah and then you get the 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 larger display on the se and you also get full detection which i think is important for a lot of people yeah um and again represents i think more and more they're pivoting towards it being seen as a health device right again yeah. with this spo2 measurement in, in the new six um they've, they've always started all the apple watch uh, announcements with stuff about all the people whose, whose lives have been saved by full detection or by the heart rate monitoring or whatever but that's very much every year it feels like it's more and more positioned as this is a health device mm. not this is a smart device um like they're squaring up to withings and people like that mm. um i think which then also actually the family setup thing is kind of interesting because they highlighted that as they started off with here's a way to give an apple watch to your kid yeah. without having to buy your kid an iphone 2 but then very quickly went but also like your elderly relative like buy this for your grandma and give your grandma like a watch with full detection without like having to idea. also buy your grandma an iphone here grandma put this on your wrist what what is, <laughs> is that a screen oh, kids these days <laughs> I, can, I can sort of understand buying them for an elderly person you're worried about more than a child who's likely gonna, gonna break it. it. I'm not gonna. Or you shouldn't give a kid it. an Apple Watch. That's insane. Don't do that. <laughs> and and I I kind of love that they were trying to having to then pitch around there being an education mode so that they can, you know, to get around the fact that you're basically saying yeah, give your kid this distracting screen they can look at all the time mm -hmm. while they're meant to be studying. Um, uh, my wife is a a, a nanny. Uh, professionally and uh yeah you know that's always one fight is like screen time right yeah you know so be like oh how you know like oh i want to do this like ah, let's limit our screen time it's like oh now it's just on your wrist screen time is all time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's now it's wrist time just yeah. okay limit your wrist time 
<laughs> they seem to the bit I saw seemed to be selling it on the fact that they could make a little emoji, emoji of themselves yeah. And, yeah. And, and put it around that place. <laughs> Anything to sell an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think that also speaks, family setup speaks to what this also felt to me like this Apple event was further pushing the ecosystem stuff as always, none more so than in Apple One, the new subscription service, which is basically here's every Apple subscription service bundled in together for a little cost saving, but actually not that yeah. big a cost saving, which surprised me. But what it kind of works out, which I think then makes sense to me when I think about it not as it trying to lure in people who don't subscribe to any of these services, but to get to the people who already subscribe to one or two of them and basically say, ah, you can get the other two and it's only going to cost you an extra $2 a month, you know, on top of what you're already paying. But if you weren't subscribed to any of them, I don't see why you would see this and think, oh, well, finally, it's good enough value. I'll, I'll sign up now. No, no only, it's only the top one that actually saves you like 22 or $25 a month. It's the yes. individual, you know, and that's that's if you've got six people using it. It's the, exactly. the individual one that's only like seven pounds, eight dollars a month. Yeah. So the but standard it's that, one is, it's that yeah. classic thing of Apple putting it that tiny bit in reach, you know, yeah, oh, yeah, sending yeah. that little bit extra. So, oh yeah, it's that upsell, isn't it? Exactly. Um, I mean, yeah, the family plans make a lot more sense. The individual one is, seems priced too high to me. So the individual one gets you um, Apple Music, Apple Arcade, Apple TV Plus and 50 gig of iCloud storage. And that's £15? $20. Is it 20 $20 or £20, yeah, nineteen ninety-five. No, thank you. Yeah, that's a bit much. Um, the, the family ones make more sense because then you're getting basically all of that, but for six people for yeah. not a lot more per month. If I had four kids, then maybe. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but, that's, but again, you know, a lot of people do. And if you are that yeah. family who's got enough Apple Watches kicking about to do family setup and all of this, then the signing of this stuff makes sense. And and if you go for the top tier one that throws in Apple Fitness Plus, well, suddenly you're like, you could replace a gym membership as well if you if you were so inclined, especially right now if you're working out from home a lot anyway. So you can see that it's a it's positioned so that if you've already got enough Apple devices around, if you're kind of one of the faithful, this makes a lot of sense. I can't see anyone who's not suddenly thinking that this will be what tips them over to joining, to buying an iPhone next, is that, oh, they could sign up for all this stuff. Or mm. or someone who currently uses Spotify thinking, well, now I'll get Apple Music because I can get Apple News Plus thrown in too. Um, I still don't even know what Apple News Plus does, and it's my job to know what Apple News Plus does. It's rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to say about it. <laughs> it just give you subscriptions? Like, uh, yeah. It's like a subscription bundle, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for the publishers, you know, yeah, I, I, you know, for the you know what is a good deal as a as a subscription service? What? Xbox Cloud Gaming. He was doing a segue. I didn't even realize <laughs> oh, he was doing I a segue. My brain's so switched off today. I wasn't okay, even ready for the transition. <laughs> there we go. He's oh, ten sorry, steps ahead of me. Uh, <laughs> I do. I do it on another podcast. It's meant to be the other way around. It's like eight in the morning for Adam. He's meant to be like sluggy and and and. And sleepy, and I'm I'm meant to be leading the way. Uh, no, yeah, you're right. XCloud, um, but it's not called XCloud anymore. What is it? It's, it's Xbox Cloud Gaming. I think technically it's well, Xbox Cloud Gaming with Game Pass. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because there's Game Pass, and then there's things in Game Pass. And yeah. What used to be called X X Cloud is Xbox Cloud Gaming. X Cloud was a good name. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm a little bummed that they got rid of that, but 
Xbox Cloud Gaming, it, sure. It branding, ties everything whatever. into the whole Xbox brand, but now they're even moving all the PC stuff down into an Xbox brand when it ties into gaming, right? So it, it mm -hmm. kind of makes sense for yep, them. Yep, X Xbox means gaming. Yeah. Uh, so I guess brief rundown of what, what Xbox Cloud Gaming is. Adam, you've actually used it, so you can probably do a better job than me. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, Xbox Game Pass has multiple iterations. There's one for the uh, Xbox Game Pass for PC, which gives you... Uh, you know, it's a subscription model right now. It's five dollars. Well, actually, I think it's about to today, go up. Now it's ten dollars. It yeah, yeah. Uh, ten dollars. It gets you, you know, uh, a certain amount of games that you can download and play. Uh, but they're all played locally. Same thing on the the console for the normal X, X, uh, Xbox Game Pass. Then there's Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, which gives you not only the subscription services of downloading the different games, you also have Xbox Live included, and now Xbox Cloud Gaming, which is their cloud gaming solution mm. which uh for the most part is being aimed uh at android yeah because uh, well i we mean can get to that apple, <laughs> yeah apple gave a little wink to it but you know yeah that's bs uh and then i i mean honestly I, this is going to roll out to the consoles because i can imagine an xbox uh series x or even uh, even the one series the the old mm. generation of xboxes being like hey you know what if you still like your xbox one x that you paid, you know, five hundred dollars for a couple years ago. Uh, stream the newest games on that when that thing gets long in the tooth. So I, and then I'm sure it'll roll out to browsers, you know. But right now it's just on Android, yeah. Uh, and that's where I've been using it. Um, uh, but yeah, so you've got a the the one odd downside to this, which you kind of already said, is is only part of Game Pass. So like there are other cloud streaming services from uh, from Nvidia, um, from Google, Google, obviously Stadia that are standalone services this you've got to pay for the rest of game pass which i think makes sense for a lot of people but i think it will kind of rule out people if, if you don't already own an xbox and you just thought oh cool i can do this streaming to my android phone i do wonder how many people will then look at it and say but i don't want all these other things that i can't use i don't want to pay for the rest mm -hmm. of game pass and that might make this cloud streaming feel like worse value so I, I wonder how long it is before it gets spun off into its own I'm I'm sure they will because right now, yeah, it's even though they changed the name from X Cloud to Xbox Game Streaming or Cloud Gaming, cloud whatever. Gaming, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's it's that's still in beta. Uh, so yeah, yeah I, I, th I think there's different approaches, right? Uh, Stadia is, hey, we have an ecosystem. Mm. Uh, we we have a, a free version and a paid version, but you just pay for the games like you would on a console, and you know you you're locked into to Stadia. Uh, GeForce Now, you know, is saying, hey, all the PC games you already have can now be played in, in the cloud. Yep. They have a couple different models. This is more like a value add. Hey, yep. you know, do you like Xbox uh, Game Pass? Uh, you know, maybe somebody is just paying for the, the console version and then they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to pay extra just to get Xbox Game Pass for PC because I don't use it there. But if they're like, oh, I can get these other little extras if I, if I move up to Ultimate, Mm. Uh, right now, like a, it's it's very much like a value add. Like, hey, you know what? Why don't you just pay fifteen dollars a month and you get everything? You get access to everything. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll spin it off later. But I think that yeah, that'll come when the old generation of consoles are are a little more long in the tooth. Yep. You know, and the, and I'm sure it'll be rolled out into Edge. You know, like first you can only use it in in Microsoft Edge <laughs> browser <laughs> or something. But I think uh, they have already said they are working on a PC client or whether it's a browser-based thing or something but yeah they have for said sure. it is coming to pc for sure um, yeah i mean well and, and i hope i hope it is uh 
um, browser-based rather than uh, a standalone application. Because if it's browser-based, then that means it could, you know, theoretically be p played on on Chromebooks. Yep. Maybe that's how uh, you get around the iOS thing. Uh, you know, yeah. is, we, is by playing it in a browser. I guess we should talk about the iOS thing. I cannot remember if we've spoken about it properly on the show before or not. I think we might have briefly, but yeah, basically it's Android exclusive. Um, they actually ran a beta in in on iOS, hmm. but it was a limited beta with only 10,000 spots in it and only one game, which was uh, Halo. And everyone was a bit confused as to why the iOS beta was so much more limited than the Android one. And then it basically turned out, they kind of got there and said, yeah, like Apple's terms of like the app store conditions just mean we cannot put out uh, xCloud or, or Xbox Cloud Gaming the way we want it to be on, on an iPhone, which is probably the same set of restrictions that stopped Stadia ever launching on iOS either in any meaningful sense. Um, yeah, and, Apple wants each game to be a specific app that you download yeah, that they that's can the regulate. Thing. So, so, and it's like, wait, hold on. You you want over 100 games that are included yeah. in, in this Game Pass Ultimate Bundle uh, to each one have their own specific app that Apple's going to regulate? Like, come on. That's just... And that's just a free enough. demo of each game as well. Does that? I missed mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Oh, wow. Because, I mean, the bit I understand because of the way these <laughs> storefronts are run is Apple saying you've got to be able to sign up through the app so that Apple gets to take its 30%. Yeah. And whether you agree with that or not, and obviously Epic doesn't agree with that, and that's a whole contentious issue, but I understand how Apple would put their foot down and say, you can't have a Game Pass app unless there's a sign-up option in the app, and we get to take off 30%. But this whole like way of saying, I feel like Apple was basically trying to make it Microsoft's fault that it's not on iPhone, mm -hmm. so that now they can turn around and say, hey, look, we made it possible. We said what the rules were. We gave you a way to put like Game Pass, uh, to put the cloud gaming on iPhone, it's Microsoft who decided they didn't want to do that, that they didn't want to go through the effort of making 150 individual apps. Uh, obviously, Microsoft just like you know, laughed I, them out of the, of the yeah. and just kind of said, this is, Microsoft's <laughs> yeah. statement was very smart because it was basically just saying, this is terrible for the consumer and for the player. We're not going to do it because it's a bad experience. Um, and I, I, th I think there's, there, you know, I've, I've seen speculation that, oh, you know, maybe Apple's trying to get into mm. some sort of cloud-based streaming thing, you know, so they're, they're trying to lock down a monopoly on there. I don't think that's the case. I think they just want, they want their cut. Yep. They, they want their cut of this service, you know. Just and like everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and, and they've never, they've never been great about gaming. Steve Jobs hated gaming. Yep. I mean, sure, you know, like Apple Arcade, uh, you know, I sign up you know for work purposes so, you know and it's like there, there's cool stuff on there for sure but it, it's still it's still i don't know it's just it's has always been treated as like second area, fiddle yeah you know like they're not like you know dedicating like a whole division of like you know high high level thinkers to pushing outside the box you know no. they're like hey you know an iphone can game an ipad can game cool you know it, it shows it shows off in a in a really good ipad demo uh yeah. you know check out this game oh, yeah. with different graphics is that, does anyone play games? I don't know. It looks cool. You know, yeah, that's the, the, the sense that I got. But, I mean, to the performance of it, you know, I was in the preview beta uh, of xCloud, whatever, uh, for months, you know, and it started with four games. Uh, and then it, it's, you know, spun off to, to more games. And then now with this release, uh, you know, I mean, in in good situations, like, I mean, I, I'm, I've, I have a nice router set up. I'm usually sitting in the living room next to my router anyway things are usually pretty fine you know mm. for me for me it usually boils down to the uh extras around it because only one game on xbox cloud streaming has touch control support 
which is what Minecraft dungeons. Is it just uh, one? I thought there was more. Just, I knew it wasn't everything, one. but I thought it was more than one. Okay. No, I, th I think it's just one that has support wow. right now, yeah. which makes sense. You know, I mean, it's it's hard. You mm. you know, how do you transition that? So you need to have a controller. You need to have you know, uh, low latency you know headphones. If if you're an, on an Android device with a headphone jack, cool, great. <laughs> uh, but you know, if if you're if you got to go Bluetooth and you know you got to have low latency stuff, I am working on a video of like best accessories uh, for for mm. the cloud streaming stuff. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of putting that together. But you know, it it's it is you know it's like it's couched a little bit in that you have to have these extras to do it. It's not like Apple Arcade where it's like, well, you've got the phone, subscribe to it, download the game, play. You yeah, know, you have to have a little, a little bit more setup. Mm -hmm. And definitely there's still always that internet access point because you made the point like you're at home with a great router and that that's fine but then the average person who's going to sign up to game pass they have an xbox at home so if they're at home they're going to be on the xbox not on the phone so for a yeah, lot of people exactly. what they need is for good enough internet access when they're not at home for this to be able to work well which then is going to tie it into as 5g infrastructure gets better and better and stuff like that and for some people if i don't know you it'll be the wi-fi at your office if you're in an office or, or a university or something yeah. like that so it may be different but um i mean i think the use case you know like uh, i mean microsoft has been smart to not try to push like oh check it out you can play your xbox while you're on the bus going to work yeah. you know like they're not <laughs> trying to like do anything dumb like that they're, they're just like eh here it's here if you yep. if you want to use it go for it you know uh we'll build it out and see what people totally. do with it the 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 preview program uh i did try uh taking it on public transit once uh and that didn't it did not work out uh, as, as you move from tower to tower it just you know like it it w was not a, a pleasant situation i mean i could see work for sure uh i could see maybe you know traveling uh you know the i, th I think it's more just like you know it, you have to understand that the experience is going to be diminished you know yeah. the, that uh, for me for me i'm okay with like uh downgraded visuals uh because of you know i mean it's on a smaller screen you're obviously on a, a different connection if you're on on uh, cellular but for me it's more like controls you know like it, yeah. it's got to be able to play without any latency mm -hmm. the sound you could even kind of get around it a little bit but like if there's any input latency that's that's what starts to that's kill it for me it. yeah yeah and you know i mean honestly some of it is is device specific you know mm -hmm. if if i have a controller that i'm using bluetooth with it's definitely adding a little bit more latency uh than already is there compared to like the razor kishi that, that plugs straight into it uh you know so and and we're seeing that um, on the audio side more and more headphone manufacturers are now touting having either always having ultra low latency or having ultra low latency modes mm -hmm. that you can switch on so i think sure. you know the the there are the there are peripherals that will that will work better like you were saying from a control perspective and, and an audio perspective too it's just you may need to invest in those if yeah. you're yep. serious about this like you might not be able to just grab the, the wireless headphones you've got kicking about and grab that old bluetooth controller you bought two years ago like they yeah. might not meet the standards you need for this to run smoothly though i i gotta i gotta say right now it is kind of a a, a fun little like uh like a hey check this out kind of piece yeah. like i remember when i was back home for christmas you know I, I i had some people around i was like check it out i'm playing an xbox <laughs> on my phone and they're like what how are you doing that and it's like well it's the power of the cloud kid check it out <laughs> uh you know so <laughs> uh but i mean in once again in terms of performance i've, I've actually had pretty good performance uh situations 
Uh, I don't know what the dog thinks uh, or if they've had any <laughs> <laughs> any different uh, <laughs> different performance problems. But you know, like I I, I play GeForce now. Um, I don't do Stadia. I, I don't even want to get into that. That's just no. I've I've heard the tech is is good, but I mean for me it's 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 ping ponging between GeForce now and and, uh, yeah. and Xbox Cloud yeah. Streaming. And you know, like under the right conditions, it's great. It's great. Stadia is the only one I've tried, and actually, technically, it's worked pretty flawlessly for me. It's been great. I just, as a platform setup, it makes no sense to me. Yeah. I'm not going mm-hmm. to pay the yeah. subscription to not own the games and all of that. Like Stadia just doesn't add up for me as a thing I would spend my own money on. But it works. When I had a month free to try for work, it worked well, and I was impressed by the tech. I just don't get it as a platform. Um, but I think it's worth looking, as you were saying, Adam, talking about XCloud is. Uh, or Xbox Cloud Gaming as just the way Microsoft is now looking at the next generation of consoles because obviously we are right on new console season. Today, PlayStation 5 pre-orders went live, or actually yesterday, mm-hmm. um, depending on timing. I know Lewis and I have both put our money down on PlayStations already. On uh, next oh. Tuesday, Xbox orders go up. So we're at that time. And the, it's telling that these are two different visions of how this is going to go because Sony is very much pushing, for the most part, there are exceptions, but they're generally saying, buy new hardware. Like, your old hardware isn't good enough anymore. We'll give you a couple games you can play, Spider-Man and Horizon Forbidden West, but broadly it's buy the PS5, otherwise you're getting left behind. Microsoft's tack is very much like, oh, you've already got an Xbox? Cool. Like, we've got some new ones, you can buy one of them, but your other Xbox will keep playing all the new games we're putting out for at least a couple years. And like you said, I think by the time, they're going to wait a while before they do it, but by the time that is no longer the case, by the time the new games are not coming out on Xbox One, probably that's around when cloud gaming launches on xbox and they say "Ah, you can still use that xbox one you've got like you just have to stream everything now and as long as you've got good enough internet that's fine you don't need to buy the new hardware i mean honestly like it really feels like you know the switch to a smartphone kind of thing right yeah hey do you do you want the newest smartphone cool do you want do you want to keep your old smartphone around for a while cool you know like Obviously, the new smartphone's powerful, but if if the old smartphone is still doing it for you, then then cool. We just care that you buy the games, you know, or, or subscribe to well, Game I Pass mean, Ultimate. E- even less buying the games, they want you to pay them 10, 15 bucks every single month. And if they've got you locked in on that, that's they're golden. Like they don't care if yeah. you buy any games, they don't care if you buy any hardware. They're getting 15 bucks a month out of you for the rest of your life. On, honestly, I, 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 like I I know I I feel like at least on the street, the people I follow, the the playstation 5 is, is getting more hype mm. but i think uh microsoft is in like a way better situation to like capitalize on this like even if e- even if sony sells more playstation 5s than xbox series s or x's yeah. uh the install base is is going to be larger because they're also catering to pc people exactly. you know and like it just like microsoft just like probably going to sit back and be like Hey, we're we're doing it right. We don't need to be that flashy. We're just raking in the dough. It kind of you know? feels to me a little bit analogous to what happened with Nintendo, where Nintendo had a kind of weird few years. But what they kind of eventually did is realize that in being caught in this fight between Xbox and PlayStation, they couldn't win doing the same as the others. They went off and just started doing their own thing, and they've had yeah. ups and downs along the way. But you know, they're in an upswing right now with the Switch, obviously. Oh, yeah. And they just went and realized like we're playing the wrong game. We're going to do something else. And Microsoft and Sony kept battling it out and it kind of feels like now microsoft is doing the nintendo thing they're also looking at it and saying oh we've been doing this wrong or at least what we need to do now is different so we're going to go do a different thing now which is game subscriptions 
And Sony is there doing the exact same thing it's been doing for the last 20 years, which is we've got new hardware. It's more powerful than the last hardware. Buy it and buy it. You don't games. want the old one. The old one sucks. <laughs> so they're like, they're winning a fight, but no one else is fighting them anymore. Microsoft is doing something completely different. It looks kind exactly. of similar on the surface, but actually like the whole game is, they're a whole generation ahead of Sony in terms of the way they're looking at what the market is and what the market will be. Well, and, and Microsoft has finally started taking the PC serious, right? Almost yeah. all first-party games now come out exactly. uh, not just on the Microsoft Store, but also on Steam. It's yeah. like, mm -hmm. what? In what future would have would you yeah. have thought Microsoft would support another <laughs> platform like that? But they're, they're finally getting it. Like, you know what? Just put the game everywhere and let <laughs> people just buy your game. Like, And Sony is still, they're you know, behind. I'm sure they're, that, they're, yeah, they're laid they're on the services. It. They're yeah. laid on the games. I mean... Horizon Zero Dawn did come out, and there's yeah. promise of more, but, you know, I'll, I'll see it when I believe it. I, I still feel like Sony's just going to be, like, holding it close to their chest, you mm -hmm. know? like Totally. PC ports uh, that come a year late, that come, they only get announced a while after the PS PlayStation release, so you don't really know if it's coming or not. We saw a load of them last night where some of the trailers, some of them said they had were coming to PC, and then Sony walked it back and said, oh, no, they're not coming to PC. Or we've oh, got really? no comment. Like, Final yeah. Fantasy... The Final Fantasy trailer said it would mm -hmm. come to PC. The Demon Souls one said it would come to PC. They then said, oh, no, human error. Like, that's not meant to be there. But Whoa. everyone's looking and like, well, okay. Are, so you, are you doing PC ports or PC. not? Just say it either way <laughs> so people can... And that's what Microsoft has learned. They're just up front and they're like, yeah, it's coming to PC. That's great. Take what you want. Sony's just, everything's coming late. They're not sure. They've tried to do their equivalent of Game Pass in the PlayStation Plus collection, but it's just, it's not the same thing. It's not as good. They... They can clearly see that Microsoft has figured something out, but they are too slow to actually do it themselves and and get eat or even get close to getting ahead of Microsoft in this. Trajectory I mean, they've right they've now. got PlayStation now, so they've got the cloud streaming service, and they've had it for so many years, and they just yeah. do nothing with it. And I just Completely do wasted. not understand it. <laughs> do not. But why have it. you guys? Why have you guys ordered PlayStation Fives then? <laughs> There's nothing on PlayStation <laughs> now. <laughs> For me, I mean, the thing is, I, I, yeah, all this stuff, I think Microsoft is looking further ahead. I think if you look 10, 20 years, Microsoft's view is the right one. But for the mm -hmm. next few years, Sony still has the exclusives. I don't know that these great Sony games are going to come to PC. And if they do, they'll be a year late. And I want to play them on my console in front of my TV. And if mm -hmm. I want to play God of War Ragnarok, I need to buy a PS5. Yeah. And I do want to play God of War Ragnarok, so I'm going to buy a PS5. And it's kind of as simple as that. Plus, I have a load of PS4 games, and I want to be able to keep playing them on the one console I bother keeping plugged into the TV. I think um, that Sony's one really interesting thing is the DualShock, and that's not something that you can really experience yeah. on any other platform. So I feel like that's another big part of why people want the PS5 over the PS4. Yeah, the DualSense looks like a very interesting controller and the, the sort of tactile feedback. And, yeah. Um, I think that's, And the uh, adaptive trigger and yeah. stuff like that as well. That all sounds like great stuff to me. Totally. Um, but you know, for, for, for transparency, I, I've pre-ordered a PlayStation 5. I don't think I'm going to pre-order an Xbox, but I am probably going to buy a Series S. Probably not on launch day or anything, but I think maybe sometime next year, probably when Halo comes out, I'm probably going to buy the cheaper Series S on the basis that I don't need the Series X. I don't need that genuine 4K. I don't mind 4K being upscaled. It'll be like my secondary console so I can have a Game Pass subscription mm -hmm. and just get all that Microsoft stuff on a 250 quid box that plugs into my TV. You Which, again, I think Microsoft would be thrilled that I say that, that I'm like, yeah, cool, I, I don't need to treat it as my main console, yeah. but I'm still going to buy one piece of hardware and give them a tenner a month in a subscription. <laughs> like, that's ideal for them. Yeah. And, and I think at the end of the day, this generation, even though COVID has messed up a lot of stuff, uh, the, uh, you know, 
the end the, and the, like the the release uh, news cycle has just been so prolonged hmm. and annoying. Uh, at, but I don't think any of them have made any major mistakes, like yep. the Xbox One or the PS3. You know, so like there there's no like clear like oh man somebody really stumbled, which is a good thing, because recently Facebook <laughs> definitely <laughs> did stumble <laughs> on something. Yeah. Uh, right, Lewis. I mean, it's 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 sort of mixed blessings. We've got. I think. Wait, you you don't think the Oculus? I think o- Lewis is a fan of the Quest Two. Uh, I'm a huge fan. I, I love it. E- even though you need to to sign in via Facebook and give them all your information. I mean, they did say when I spoke to them about it that you can you do have the option of just making a random Facebook and linking it to that, and it will have no effect on what you do on the headset. So if you really if you're that bothered, do that. I'm the only challenge there right is. Now. They have their real name policy, so you've kind of got to hope you can. I mean, they have avoid a policy. Getting caught by that, basically, <laughs> it's kind of officially they wouldn't allow that if it wasn't something in your real name. Yeah. If you don't have a Facebook at all, though, I guess you could make a blank one with your real name and have zero information on it. Yeah. Um, and use that. And I think. I, I, sorry, I'll admit I don't really see the big deal. I know there's a lot of anti-Facebook sentiment, but yeah. you know my Android phone is linked to a Google account, yeah. like. I, and I have a Facebook account, and, and my, my PlayStation is linked to a Sony account. If I'm going to buy the Xbox, it's going to be linked to a Microsoft account. I'm no huge Facebook fan, but I'm not that huge a fan of any of these corporations, and I don't know that I trust any of them that much more or less than any of the others. So yeah. I don't personally see it as that huge of a difference that I'd need a Facebook account for a Facebook piece of hardware. And it does make things a lot easier I mean, for, it, for people that do have the Quest deal, when, especially when things like Facebook Horizon comes out for a wider release and stuff like that. It will just be easier for you to then be like, oh, wait, my friend on Facebook is also online. Let me go and chat with him. I see where they're mm-hmm. going with it. It's just because it's not ready right now that people are like, why are you doing this? Well, but I also think it's it's a commodity or it's, it's, a, it's a high-end item, mm-hmm. right? You know, f- phones, PCs, game consoles, commodity items, right? Okay, you know what? To a certain degree, I'm going to give information and, you know, like it's just going to make my life better. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, this is a high end. He- I mean, it's cheaper now than, than they were, but it, this is still, you know, a high end headset for a limited number of users, mm-hmm. uh, ultimately. Right. You know, like, of, of course, I'm sure they would love everybody <laughs> to have have one. But it's just like, you know what, you know, the the people that you're catering to might not be on Facebook or the, or they might have, you know, like really strong aversions to their public information, you know, being yeah. out there, being in some sort of, of database. Like it, it just, it's like, you know what? I, I just want to play games on this thing. Why, you know, why do I have to have these tie in things that are like, deeply integrated in, in, into Facebook specifically? I get it. It's a Facebook company and sure <laughs> there are some benefits, but also it just, I don't know. It feels really like tacked on. I, I think, like, I it, think the issue is it's one of those cases where it again feels like Facebook is completely oblivious to its own bad brand. Yeah. Like when they basically made the decision that they would, you know, instead of Oculus connect, this was Facebook connect that they put the Facebook logo on all the Oculus stuff and, and on all their apps. Now WhatsApp and Instagram and everything as of last year now has, has a Facebook bit of branding attached to it. And at the time, everyone made the same comments, but it was this idea that like Facebook don't seem to be aware that everyone hates Facebook. And they seem to still think that saying it's from Facebook is going to win people over, yeah. not put them off. So yeah, I personally don't care about signing up with my Facebook account. And I do still have a Facebook account. I understand other people will. More than anything, I look at it and say, it is f- just seems funny to me that Facebook don't s- seem totally oblivious to the fact that they're well, everyone's least favorite tech company. 
And Lewis, you, you reviewed the the Facebook um, uh, camera thing, right? Yeah. Well, uh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've, I've used it. I haven't actually reviewed it. And Marie oh, actually okay. reviewed it for the site. But yeah, no, I have used oh, okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just remember the you know that that video we put yep. up on TechHive. Uh, you know, oh yeah. <laughs> that, <laughs> that was just like what you really want Facebook to have a, a camera in your house? Uh, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I think they're. Yeah, you know, giving any major corporation all of your personal information is yeah. is one thing, but I, I I don't know. I at least feel like Facebook is down at the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I did unplug my portal fairly quickly. I was <laughs> right. home and I used it for yeah. a few weeks. I was like, this is cool. Hello, everyone. And then I was like, I'm sitting there watching TV and there's a camera staring at me. I'm not yeah. too happy about that. I can just about do it with the smart speakers because they haven't got a camera, but the ones with the display and stuff like that I'm, and, and the camera, I'm kind of like, Nah, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I bet there was a certain number, you know, with the old uh, Oculus that, that didn't even know that, that Facebook yep. owned them. Yeah, no, you know, totally. or, or if they did, they were just like, okay, well, I'm giving Facebook money for the hardware, but at least I don't have yep. to use the service. Yeah, actual now service. And that's not even an option. I think that will always have been the case for WhatsApp as well. A lot of people just not even realizing it was it was a Facebook thing or, or, or Instagram. That's why I say Instagram. Yeah. Uh, right, I think we'd better leave it there, if only because I have a plumber due to come around any minute. So if we drag this out any longer, I'm definitely just going to have to like dart away and let a plumber in to fix my toilet. So that seems as good an excuse as any to wrap fast charge up I don't know. Week. Maybe he loves VR. Maybe we should ask him. He might, yeah, he might have a lot to say about the matter. I don't know. Uh, okay, thank you. Uh, thank you, Adam, for joining us bright and early in the morning. It's always a pleasure to have you on. Always, always love love being here. Uh, and thank you to everyone who's who's tuned in. We will be back next week. Uh, what have we got next week? There's a yet another Galaxy Unpacked event. Somehow they keep on coming. So we will have something new from Samsung to talk about. Uh, and I think that's all I'm aware of for next week. But there's we'll a see. Nokia there's, event. There's a Nokia event as well. There we go. So we've got Nokia <laughs> and Samsung for sure next week. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll be back then uh, for more. In the meantime, like and subscribe. Jump in the comments and let us know if you've got any questions about anything we've covered this week. And otherwise, see you then. Yeah. Bye. See you later, guys. Bye.